Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This episode should have been called Sherlock Holmes the way they were investigating everything each and every way, but instead it was called Don't Speak because there were so many secrets that anyone and everyone should probably never speak again. Guys, we're talking Roswell, Season 1, Episode 5, Don't Speak, the after show on AfterBuzz starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz it's, it's very cool how each title of each show, each episode, is a song. It's an yes. old song from basically from the 90s, that area, that era of music. So this one was Don't Speak. Uh, the other ones have been uh, the Everclear song, what, what's it called? Uh, so Much for the Afterglow, yeah. Tearing Up My Heart. Where have all the cowboys gone? And now we're on Don't Speak. Now we're on Don't Speak. I love tearing up my heart best. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I, I think this was my favorite episode of all. And who am I? I am Teron Von Gossry. I will be hosting this panel as we talk all things Roswell, New Mexico. I am joined by an amazing panel of guests. To my left, the one, the only, the Jim Alexander. Yeah, that's right. That's my social handle, too. So perfectly introduced. I can say no more. And of course, the one and only Mr. George Corey. Mr. George Corey, thanks for introducing my name. And you could also call me the super fan of Roswell, New Mexico, because I'm happy today, y'all. We are happy. This was a great episode. We're going to get into... Not we, not me. Wow. Overall (laughs) thoughts, and that's why we do it. We do want to get into a couple different segments. We have the investigation of Isabel and all that it encompassed. We have the investigation done by Kyle into Sheriff Jim Valenti and all that happened, especially with Alex. That was a great scene. Then we have the investigation of Liz into Rosa, the undying, everlasting Rosa investigation, which may have come to a conclusion, at least least to a, a definite climax of some sorts we are going to talk about max and and michael and how max is not letting michael confess our special segment which is stretch it out where you pick a scene and you stretch it out and in doing so we we basically talk about the scene and how long it lasted for no reason and the predictions (laughs) that we have for this week's show uh coming into next week uh, february 26th is when we return so we have a lot to discuss Let's start with the overall thoughts of the show. Jim, you hated it. George, you loved it. Go. I believe the gods at the CW have heard our prayers. This episode flowed very nicely, and I also liked the cross-intersection of some characters for the first time. And It was very linear, and we got answers, and I love answers. I have a headache a major headache with this show because there's so much going on that I can't keep up with it. Every scene, there's a new discovery, a new assumption, a new clue, a new prediction that really leads to nothing. Maybe one or two stick that might mean something. There's just so much confusion. It's like they're throwing everything in the pot, like from cement to vegetables to fruits it just doesn't mix well and doesn't add well, Jim, up. Jim, that may have happened in previous episodes, but in this episode, 
Everything meshed well together. One thing led to the other, and we saw the reveal. It was refreshing. Which reveal? There's like 20,000 reveals. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, I'm going to have to say that this was the best episode of the season so far, by far. And it's because uh, it was very, very concentrated. We saw three different storylines. They all had purpose. They intersected. Thank you. At the end, in a way that worked. Especially the way there was a strong dichotomy, a mirror reflection between how Liz was investigating Rosa and how Kyle was uh, investigating his father. I I actually disagree with you strongly, Jim, just because we did get beginning, middles, and ends of all three things. Which is actually, this is the episode that's making me want to watch next well, February 26th episode, episode 6, even more than any of the previous episodes. Okay, Teron, in the middle of each, I agree, there's three different things they stuck to that at least. But in each one of them, there's three or four different things going on. Revelations, sure. predictions, to a point where how can you keep up with it? Because if you're getting these three different scenes, I mean three different stories, and each one has like five different theories going through them in this episode... What is the truth? I mean, it's to a point where... Well, that's the question, right? What is the truth? We're going to investigate and find out. And these investigations are now engaging enough for us. We, we, got, we got tit for tat. Every time they showed something to us, it actually played out at the end. They showed us their hand. And, and it's going into possibly episode six, which is slated to possibly be the last episode of the season. I hope mm-hmm. not. We, we are going to see if they, they have more. Hopefully that's the case. However... When you're getting the storylines, I think we get the most out of this week's episode than we have in previous episodes. Absolutely. So we had various investigations, and we got answers by the end of them. As Tehran said, we saw the mirrored investigation with both Kyle and his father and Liz and Rosa. Yeah, because they were doing like the same thing. Like when Liz would, Kyle goes up to the cabin and wants to break the window, then Alex comes out. But then Liz goes to the bunker, Grant Green's bunker, and then breaks the window. It's it was very it was a very symmetric and the acting this episode was acting way better. I thought was on point. Really? Their I actually was thought way it better wasn't good. I, was I, I very thought Liz impressed. I mean, I didn't like I didn't like the acting in this episode. I really did. I could mention I'm over Max in so many ways. I just can't do the Batman and then he goes from Batman to like Ryan Gosling underwater. Like, oh, really? And then he just goes, oh, I'm ba- Batman Max. Like, I can't do that well, anymore. Well, if you understand then- the transition, and the transition being he finally found the truth about why Liz left, and that's why he switched, and it was reasonable. Well, let's me. get into some of those transitions. Let's transition into some topics. Let's begin with the investigation of... Isabel. And when I say Isabel's investigation, I mean the fact that she wakes up in the middle of a desert with the alien symbol that we see in the the opening credit scenes, that symbol that signifies the Roswell. We saw that last week in some writing. Now we're seeing this now in the middle of the desert. It's just drawn. Did Isabel draw it herself? We don't know. She wakes up in the middle of this desert and and is frantic. She was obviously on some sort of a hunt. I'm wondering what exactly it was. It wasn't clear to me in the end. You do see her getting away. My take on it was that she was trying to almost regain her power on being able to read Liz. And maybe it has something to do with her being near those signs. I would like to know more about the signs, honestly. Did it matter if if they didn't explain it or give you a clear idea of what it is? Does it matter then? I I find that as a pointless scene. This is why it's very important to realize the 
the Roswell story isn't just based on this TV show that came out. Right. It's actually based on the books. Right. So in the books, the sign, the symbolism has importance and pertinence and meaning. And it was also used in the previous show. So anyone who's a diehard fan kind of understands it's an Easter what the egg for them. But, but they haven't, haven't they haven't explained it yet. But I'm giving the writers the benefit of the doubt because this to me was their redeeming episode. They showed us we we needed to do what the network wanted us to do. Now we've gotten here, and from now on, this is how it will be. And I was I, I was personally very impressed. And I don't mind them leaving this certain item unanswered until we find out. Yeah. It's I mean it's they're aliens, Jim. They're I get aliens. It. I get it. So wh- why do you think Isabel was in the mid- middle of this desert? Like she just woke up in the middle of a de- of the desert. Who knows? I mean, with the way this show goes, goes there could be a thousand theories for this. Maybe she's trying to regain her powers, like George said. Maybe she's just running away and trying to get away from everyone. Well, I felt like because they brought it up that the only time she's ever had an episode like this was towards the end of high school. high school. I think this has to do with her losing control of her abilities in some way and going on a quote-unquote rampage of some sort where she hurts herself and possibly others. A breakdown. And they say that it may have been triggered by the fact that Michael's leaving. I, I don't know. That was when they get together and they meet up. I, I don't know. What do you think triggered this? Maybe it was weighing on her that Michael was going to confess on her behalf for the crime. And that's why she got really upset. Yeah, because at the end we realize that she's secretly known or subconsciously possibly known that it was her the whole time. Even though the whole talk is no secrets. And finally she puts it together as Michael insinuates it and it comes uh, crashing down in one of those – one of those like – fight club moments where you just realize what's really going on it flash like oh my gosh right it's an epiphany and that epiphany is draining her because we saw and you two are the experts on this nail polish stuff but the max and michael brought it over and they were clearly replenishing her so maybe whatever whatever process she was doing that's why i think she was trying to put a lot of effort into regaining her powers and she also and she had a lot of acetone charge. bottles Tons. Noah brought tons. And Noah was part of this investigation, too. So here we are in the middle of the desert. Isabel wakes up, and Noah's looking for Isabel. And he's used to possibly her not coming home and staying over at her brother's. It shows up and sees Michael and Max. What was the yoga they, they talked They about? came yeah, up with goat yoga. Nonsense. Goat yoga. Like it was just the worst. What they were going with is this is the worst excuse. Something that's just not. (laughs) In LA, it would have made total sense. George, where's the cell phones again? That's that's your thing. It could have been come to you. I thought Noah tried calling her and she wasn't answering. He did. He called her and they all called her normally. But her car was found in the middle of the 285. Right. And picked up. But we saw that that Max didn't need the cell phone. He used telepathy to to kind of. He did something that was kind of new. They had they have such a strong bond that he can possibly connect her uh, connect with her on a telepathic level of yeah. some sort i i, I well, how, do, how do you explain then when he's always around liz does he have a connection with her telepathically also like that he always it could finds be a, just between brother and sister the aliens that was my take on it that would make sense but then it wouldn't when it comes to liz and he's always showing up everywhere where she's at including in this episode sure but isabel was the one who telepathically found her because of their connection that their recent connection so mm-hmm. now we can infer that maybe isabel and max enter each other's minds on a regular basis well, it's easy for max to find liz just look for kyle <laughs> well yeah <laughs> that's good that's point. rude that's rude <laughs> good so point. we have this we we find 
We find Isabel in the middle, and Max and Michael are like, it's time to tell her the truth. So we right. get the foreshadow of some, there's some truth that's being hidden from Isabel. Did you both ascertain that it was going to be that she was the one who committed, uh, possibly committed the murder of Rosa? Who else would it be? It's it's Michael admits that it's not him eventually. Max, we've gotten to a conclusion it's not him over the last couple episodes. So it has to be her. She's the only culprit in this situation. She may not be the only alien in town. It may True. not just be That's those another three. situation we have not seen yet. But among those three, she's the odd one out right now. And I remember in a previous episode, I think it was Liz wondering why, or was it Isabel wondering why Liz never liked her? Isabel wondering why, the, why, wondering why Rosa never liked why her. Rosa never, Rosa never liked, liked her. her. And so that, vice that, versa. that somewhat foreshadowed towards something, some sort of a friction between the two, which led me to believe that Isabel was a possibility. They also have the conversation in which uh, Max and Michael and Isabel, they find her, obviously. They find her. They, they're able to... Use Max uses his telepathic connection to to Isabel to recognize where she is after going to the where the car is, and she says, "Oh, I must have been drained. It was harder this time." And then Max puts two and 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 puts it all together and gets twenty or whatever number that I added it up to. So, what were your thoughts on that? My thoughts in that moment were that, again, Max, to me, like the hope I had lost in Lee Max was almost rejuvenated because we saw that it was outside of Max's control and Liz's control when she left. Yeah, Max seemed genuinely shocked. He was shocked. He didn't know. And it made me... Obviously, he got really mad. Yeah, and and it also explained a lot of the confusion between the two. I know that... Liz was seeking elsewhere, but we all know when you lose a person you love, you try and find the next best thing. And this was not to to Max's design, that there was a disconnect. And it was a moment of revelation and sincerity. I saw Max, I saw it in his eyes and in his great acting in that moment. That that spark was reignited, a reignited spark. And interestingly enough, who didn't we see at all this episode? Max's cop partner. She was totally out of the picture. We didn't see Cameron. Is that by design on the writers? I think so, and I thought it was great that the writers left her out in this episode. Give some time for Max to reflect on what's real. You can't just phase out Cam like that. She's been established the last few episodes. She's an important part of the mix. As for Liz and Max, it's that same back and forth. Sure, but let's talk about Isabel and her and, and Michael revealing to Max that they were the ones responsible for making Liz go away. Right. I mean, there's honesty, right? There's trust between them. No matter what, it boils down. At the end of the day, they're still looking out for each other, right? In that group together and to protect her secret. He went off on them. Sure. I, I mean, you would get that reaction once you're finding out things like that. I, I just thought, I thought it was one of the kind of more genuine moments in the show today that that conversation with him mm-hmm. and the reaction to I, I felt the reaction like, i felt was a bit harsh and it goes to play when you say the the in between the ryan gosling the sweet ryan gosling right, right, right. and then all of a sudden the batman yeah where he's 
Max is so concerned, and then as soon as he hears something that he doesn't like, he goes off. And honestly, I felt that they are they they kind of beat down on Michael a little. I don't like how they treat Michael. There's a reason why he feels like the outside mm-hmm. and, and the ugly duckling. They he he slams Michael against the truck, even though Michael's clearly supportive. When Isabel is confronted with the fact of losing Michael, and that might be what triggered her. She makes mm-hmm. the joke, oh, this one, I've been waiting for him to leave so I can make an airstrip out of that land. And little things like that. I, I didn't like how they were picking on Michael a Yeah, lot. he seemed, like, initially we thought he was, like, the bad boy, right? Of, of them three, they were kind of the more mature, the responsible, but now it's becoming kind of evident that he's... He's the one that's more responsible than all of them because he almost took the – well, he announced that he was going to take the blame for him at the end of last episode. And he's kind of holding them down at this point. It's surprising to me how he ended up being the character that is really the glue of this group. Yes, you nailed it, Jim. The outcast of the crew is becoming the glue. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I just hope that they figure out this this mess between them because – these these this roller coaster of emotions that goes on. I love you guys. I hate you guys. Yeah. I love well, you guys. Well, 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 the mess is is somewhat figured out. They said that it was years of them having secrets between one another that's now resolved. They said it was slowly breaking them down. Sure, but the concept is Isabel has lied to Max for ten years, and then within ten minutes she was the worst liar on the planet. She couldn't hide the fact that she had made Liz go away. Because all After the evidence just pointed towards her, and she was finally cornered by she this was, uh, ongoing I, investigation. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Uh, um, I mean, uh, uh, and then she's cornered. And then she's Michael, cornered. Michael's like, "Oh, it was." Uh, I mean, he she meant like just the other day. Like they all of a sudden become the worst. Yeah, liars. Michael's like last minute lie was almost as bad as the goat yoga. Yeah, if they moment. just left it alone. I think it would have been yeah. fine. But they, True. they actually the way they try to cover up makes it. Would you be this mad if you found that out? Absolutely. The love of my life stripped away from my own well, sister or whatever the bond is, the person you love the most. I still, I'd be devastated. I'm still like, I'm not sold on that love, how he loves her. It's not like they were married or he had, they had like a high school romance. And for him to kind of show up in this scene, like he was raging, like it is the most important thing, almost more important than Isabel and Michael in that point. For me, it's just how do you spend so much time with Isabel and Michael and then, you know, Liz leaves town and she's the most important no matter what. Who's the most important person in Max's life? I don't know. It, it, my inclination is Isabel. She played the protective role. She played the one who was overlooking, keep, helping him keep the secret and maintain. To him, she's the most important? I think so because we saw that Max alluded to his bond with her before in previous episodes and and it being it being the one of the most important people yeah Jim I don't feel that I mean look here in this scene right there he's going off on him because you know Liz is apparently someone he lived for well he said he lived for them but Liz is the first one right that came after she left he was living for them who is the most important person in Max's life we don't know like I said we don't know Liz. I think he's confused no. I think it's Liz, Liz. I think really? it's Liz, Liz he's who's the everything. most important person in Isabel's life Max it's Max more clear Max. For it's sure. Max who's the most important person in Michael's life both of them I think he has no one else. I, I, I actually think it's Alex. I don't think it's Alex. I think no. it's, he, he would he would he would get rid of Alex for them. He would disdain them for it, but he would do it. Even though he he kind of has this distant facade, I feel like 
They're the most important. Who's the most important person in Liz's life? Liz's Rosa. Life? Rosa. Yeah, the, by far. The mystery. By far. The mystery. See, so it's a lot of that goes on where we have to understand that when we say there's a cover-up, because when Noah, who in Noah's life, the most important person is clearly Isabel, finally finds Isabel, and a lot of stuff has happened, he is now upset because he accuses her of finding someone else. And that's what he finds as the a betrayal. And then he finds the acetone bottles, the, the nail polish yeah. removers, and he thinks that she's what, an alcoholic. He was alluding it to the booze. Was he alcoholic. thinking that she was filling them with alcohol? With alcohol, or sure. And there, there was a lot of times where people who were alcoholics were actually drinking nail polish because they were such alcoholics and wow. nail polish had alcohol. And he felt that that might have been <coughs> the case. And then we find out, and he goes from that to, you're the most important person in my life, to kicking her out. Yeah, well, I'll give him a few claps because he's finally standing up for this relationship that seems so one-sided, as I've mentioned before. She's constantly fleeing on him. Hanging out way more with Michael and Max and with him. I mean, what kind of a marriage is this? When this guy barely sees her, you don't see much substance between them in the scenes that they're together. And she's always giving him the raw end of the deal. So finally here, he steps up, puts the focus on on them, and calls her out on it in a lot of ways. Either she you know, fixes her issues and he's out that way. And, and things need to be more like a marriage. It doesn't Jim, seem like it. Who hurt you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you, my dude? Who hurt you? Nothing. George, watching the show. We called Noah before. We we claimed him the husband of the year. He is a great husband. He great was husband. Unconditional, but unconditional means you have to be un- unconditional. So, he had a condition. He finally had a breaking point. What I believe led him to that was seeing the brothers, Max and Michael, and them stumbling on the excuses. That, for the first time, okay, something's wrong. Then she's in the nightgown. Sure. Okay, something's wrong. Then the bottles. There was so much stacked against Noah, but Noah, you fought for this long, for this, this hard, for this long for her. You're supposed to be the one person with the unconditional love. No, and so you think that Noah was wrong for for saying he needed space. He's not wrong for that. The way he he had the bag ready because he had her bag already packed up. He was going there to say peace out. That's what I had an issue with. Take that moment to talk to your wife, bro. Don't have her stuff already packed up because maybe she would have given the explanation. Yeah, she didn't, but don't always assume. He assumed that he already made up his mind. And what if what she's hiding is life or death? You don't know what people are going through sometimes. George, it's happened so many times. Like, there's a breaking point. This was clearly his breaking point that he knew... Through numerous interactions, probably we haven't seen on screen and on the show yet, that she's constantly done stuff like this. So it comes to a point where he's finally done with her excuses and she finally needs to show him evidence or proof to kind of win him over in in some way or at least make him trust her again. And point taken. And I do believe that I saw a shift almost in Isabel where... She talks about all the secrets slowly killing all of them over the years. And I think in the next episode, she's going to finally break. She's going to have her breaking point. She's going to tell because, Noah or she's going to break? She's going to tell Oa because the thing Noah. is, so much is exposed now. Because before, you know, Liz didn't know about the aliens. Max had not told Liz. I'm talking before, a few episodes before. And now Michael's about to go take blame. And there's all this disruption happening. 
So she eventually is going to see, okay, secrets are on the table. I might as well tell one other person. And that would be Noah. And what we've seen from Noah in previous episodes, he does seem loyal. He does seem trustworthy. So at this point, Isabel, wake up. Why not tell Noah? Why not tell Because no it's supposed Noah. to be a secret. In fact, instead of saying, Isabel, why not tell Noah? It should be, Max, why did you tell Liz? That's the but big we've thing. already addressed that, and she's sure. seen now. You see her in a distress. We've seen Max isn't shifting. But he she says Liz. it. She's like, I don't even know how to feel about my own husband. I don't think Max, Max is the most important person to Isabel, not Noah. Noah feels that it's hindering because the secrets are being kept away from him because to him, Isabel is the most important person. And right. that's one thing. You should trust the person you're with. You should have this foundation of trust. But Noah is part of her shielding. Like, it, he's part of that life where she he's the cover-up. Yeah, sense. he's part of the cover-up. He's, part of, he's the cover part of the cover-up So she needs him in, in that way. sense, too. She she's loves him, but I don't know if she's in love with him. Right. But she trusts him to a certain extent, but obviously not the way. And she says... I cannot tell you. Mm-hmm. No, you need to have trust. Like, Steph Sabra and I have trust. Steph is in the booth. Thank you so much. Steph, uh, do we have anyone on the chat? Steph yes, Sabra. it's lit in the chat right now. Is it going? Nice. 33 people. Yeah, anyone up, saying yeah. anything that we want to know? Let's see. Um, Billie Jean Girl 24, Isabel said that she can't tell her husband the truth. Wrong, she can. She just won't do it. True. Oh, Deborah's secret life. Well, I know for an interview that Michael hasn't came out to them. Interesting. Michael hasn't told them about his bisexuality. Mm. Because we are confirmed that Michael is bisexual and that he used to date Maria. So now from we saw that in the last episode. So now we know. He hasn't oh, it told was a, them. I missed that. It there was, was actually official. There was there was a little bit of back and forth, and so we've confirmed that that is the case. Well, keeping secrets is always not good. They think they have no secrets left <laughs> because Isabel has finally told Max the truth about Liz, and then of course Michael insinuates the truth, and Isabel figures it out. So hopefully there are no more secrets. Yeah. But the secrets is what makes it fun. I'll tell you one thing: we don't have secrets about George. We don't have secrets about the following. So before we move on to our next topic, we just wanted to say thank you for making this the ESPN of TV Talk. But for us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit the thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. Thank you to all of you who are doing that in the live chat. And lastly, being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us and we truly appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our show so much and please leave that five star rating especially if you're on youtube or uh on itunes and of course you can always check us out on spotify and someone actually brought up in the comments that they wish there was a female on the panel trust me so do we we would (laughs) love to have that female perspective but then again that's why we're so lucky to have all of you we have hundreds and hundreds of female perspectives they're all of each and every one of you who watch our show each and every week so so thank you so much for adding to the commentary in the comments below we do our best to get back to each and every one of you let's move on to kyle's investigation of jim valenti sheriff jim valenti who's a hero or he's a villain we don't know good guy or bad guy jim a sheriff Valenti. i'd go with good guy i I think Alex really sold him being He had a secret daughter. George, good guy or bad guy? (laughs) Jim is 
Me he's or a Bill Clinton. He's a Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> he did met well. He meant well, but he had a few bumps along the way. Errors along he had the character way. flaws. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I'm never going to be a fan of someone that has a secret family. <laughs> However, if you're going to have a secret family and be a guy, I guess this is the way to do it. To actually be a good guy in Kyle's investigation, where he feels that he's finding out horrible things about his father, he actually learned some positive things, and that was reinforcement however he doesn't feel so good about it at the end let's get right into it kyle's dad investigation kyle is finding out that his dad had multiple affairs one of the affairs he thinks is with rosa yeah but we later find out plot twist rosa is jim valenti's daughter and that's why he was so sad and changed after the day she died twist or no rosa the only one or liz too do we know that? Ooh, we don't know. Hopefully, then it's my boy not is not oh. in the right water. Then we there. can't ship I, I them, huh? Take back that's the... that's a DNA test waiting yeah, to happen. Oh, that's something that should be my considered. God. I was thinking that Alex would come out and also not just out of the closet, but out as as possibly Valent- Jim Valenti's yeah. son, mm. because Jim left him the law cabin. Right. The trust in that. It was it was an interesting dynamic. I. I'm taking the good guy route. What really resonated with me was when Alex was speaking on behalf of Kyle's father. It seems like Alex, being in a more vulnerable position, saw a side of Kyle's father that he never got to see. Yeah, especially because Kyle was the bully. Kyle was the bully in high school. He was the bully, and maybe the father, what I was thinking is Jim detected the bully in him, and he paralleled that with how Maines would treat him. Because I could see Maines kind of bullying jim and what what uh basically uh kyle's uh alex said to kyle he was talking about his own father my dad was an abusive homophobic dick yeah and he was showing kyle hey your father was the redemption for me he was the redeeming father figure in my life he was a person that i got to put my trust and you should see him in that light in a way yes and interestingly alex never had the chance to see his father in that light so I, I think at the end of the day, although there was some funny business going on, I do not think he had an affair with Rosa. I do believe that it's actually... Well, we know he didn't have an affair yeah. with Rosa. Yeah. Rosa's his daughter. Yeah. I, or at least we are insinuating Well, well what this. I wanted to say We're is that I never thought that. I always had the good guy inclination. You never thought that he I had never thought that. Rosa. I didn't buy into it. Last no. episode... He was smashing Rosa for sure. No, no. Well, and the episode. next episode, he's smashing Liz. Apparently, so we we don't know yet. Like I said, we were almost convinced last episode that it was Rosa and him. Now we find out that it could be his daughter. Makes more sense in that context, I guess. But is anything the real truth that we find out? On well, this that's show? the whole point of the show. We keep finding yeah. out more and more tidbits. But I do think we got a lot of pieces of truth, especially the way that we found out Kyle used to pick on Alex because he was gay and he didn't want to be associated with that. We also have found out that Alex's father, who we previously thought didn't know Alex was gay, definitely knows Alex is gay and knew before Alex knew. Yeah, that was, I know we're going to get into the special segment later, but I I thought that was the best angle today, the storyline between those two uh, on this show. I, I thought it was the most genuine stuff and the most kind of grounded. Here's my take on one thing. We see Kyle investigating his father. Good idea or bad idea? It's a necessary idea. Is he investigating Rosa's murder or is he investigating He's his He's doing dad? both. 
He's doing both. He cares about Liz. He wants to get the bottom to the bottom of what happened to Rosa. And naturally, as a son, you need to learn all these details of your father. It's it's kind of like, you know, when a relative passes and you wish you said goodbye or you wish you had this conversation or that conversation. It seems like he had a stiffer relationship with his father and he's trying to reconnect and understand him more. And that's exactly why he... Well, well maybe he, it led him to that when he stole the letters from his mother's office. He didn't seem too concerned at that point. But I think as he was investigating... Hey, let me try and reconnect with my father. Let me hit two birds with one stone. Well, he finds the key. He finds the key with the little Del Sol or whatever symbol that is and then sees that symbol later. So not only does he find the baby pictures and then they find that secret room that went downstairs, which was kind of a secret lair, which could have been very weird. I don't understand it (laughs) exactly yet. And then uh, what what did we hear? We heard uh, Alex say, I would have rather seen skeletons. (laughs) I would have rather found skeletons. But they find the baby picture. And then he, Alex sees the symbol, breaks the breaks the <laughs> the wall, and finds alien metal. So weird. I mean, once and again, it was like doing the pattern. The, thing. the genius in Alex just puts one and one together immediately and breaks the wall. That, that's the point of the show today. That was like one of those far fetched things that I thought like this is getting ridiculous because with one look, I thought, I, wasn't it Kyle that found the alien metal? I thought it was Alex. I believe it could have. It looked like Alex. Yeah, it was Alex, Alex that found the metal. Yeah, yeah. Alex Kyle found, had left. Kyle had already. Yeah. Left. That's right. Kyle goes back to the hospital, and then Alex finds the alien. Metal. Yeah. Yes. It was just too abrupt and quick, and it, it's like that would take a long time of putting things together to figure that out. And I thought it was like a cheap way of giving it away. Significant piece too going forward, but the way it was done, I didn't like that approach. I actually, it made total sense to me. You get to this basement. You see that there's like almost like somewhat of a nursery, and then we saw the IV bags maybe is helping her recover, whatever. But that couldn't have just been it in the basement. There had to be something else, and it had to be hidden well. And when he saw the reflection on the wall or the way the symbols lined up, I thought it made total sense to try and look further. And I enjoyed the fact that we see a non-supernatural human finally have a piece of interaction with supernatural alien technology. Secret room? My guess, hiding another alien. That's what we're going to find out about that room. It's all Whoa. building to that. We're, we're, we're seeing that come out, possibly. Down there. I somewhere. liked how it played out. We'll, we'll find out. Now, let's get into Liz's investigation into Rosa. Liz's investigation mir- mirrored Kyle's in a lot of ways. We see them cross paths, and then how they were going, cutting back and forth from each investigation was very cool, especially in the beginning scenes. We see the, the broken glass uh, and getting in and... The turquoise mines working on his documentary, both of them took something from the box without telling the other, right? So we see Liz taking the recorder that had all the 911 calls. Right. And we saw this the same way we saw Kyle take the key that eventually led to the symbol, which Alex found the alien metal. Now, here we go. We hit this 911 call, and it's the voice that we are familiar with because we've been hearing this voice throughout every single episode. Grant Green, the radio Grant, personality. I'm glad we got his name. I was going to call him the podcast man. I'm glad that we got that interaction. Yeah, it's Grant him. Green. And he he's he's he says, <coughs> he basically says that he's at the, at the turquoise mines. And he sees three people floating. Yeah. And they don't believe him because he's this peyote documentarian, meaning he's basically tripping on acid. And... He won't tell Liz because he's like, people who talk end up dead. 
Look, he kept, and it sounded big, but it ended up being you know, kind of true. Was, he kept it real from the get, and for the first time, I was thinking, now Liz is being way too selfish because now I know you want to find out what happened. Yeah, to your it's kind of Liz's fault, and I honestly, because Grant that ends up shot in the head. But now Grant is dead, 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 because now bodies are stacking dead. because you want to solve your little mystery. Rosa's already gone, and I, I appreciate the fact you want to, you know, get to the bottom of your sister's death. But that doesn't mean that other people have Sheesh. to die while That's you're doing That's why, it. I mean, Liz, episode by episode, is becoming one of the least likable main characters of shows I've seen. I liked I've her seen. the most this episode. She was she she's came becoming, off the most vulnerable. She's, she's really? vulnerable and gangster when she was counting the gunshots. Oh, I was on. like, he yeah. got six. He gonna reload. I was like, yo, she goes hard and she ran right at him. It's yeah. ridiculous because, I mean, what have we seen the signs of her? Because She's become this neurotic detective that is throwing everyone under the bus and people are dying now because uh, <laughs> of her. She's becoming so selfish with this investigation that I just find her as a character that doesn't have redeeming qualities. She's using everyone around her. She's kind of being fake to everyone, to Max, to Kyle, to whoever. Hold and up, then I'm she's demanding card. answers from people she doesn't even know. It's like no one owes her anything about What's this. What's this card you're pulling, George? The card I'm pulling is, is she really being fake to Max if she was brainwashed to leave? And we learned that finally that... It was yeah, because it's now. It's the in the now. And she's still messing around, playing games, messing with Kyle, whatever. She's still not being straight up with him all the time. In, in the end of the episode, which I thought was interesting, when she tells Max, I feel safe with you. Do you remember in the previous episode, she told Max, you make me feel terrified. She told Kyle, you make me feel safe. She finally said it to Max. She's making sense of her feelings, Jim. There's Stop. more clarity Stop. coming. There's so, more clarity no. coming. Let's. When it comes to the floating video... Grant shows shows Liz this floating video. What my concern was, for a person who hasn't spoken about this for almost 30 years, all of a sudden he just, within 10 minutes, is able to trust Liz enough to show himself. Was it because Liz was the first person to show some type of curiosity no, and not. see some validity? He was vibing with her. He saw that. Imagine now you were, well, it seems like Grant was put up to this. He was put up to... Basically, spread these overtold fake, stories. Fake news, fake news alien fake another news. Another Trump illusion, and then it was another really good tit tidbit is when he he said you should hear my nine eleven theories. Like, whoa, yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was too far. That was tough. Um, that was great. You know, he finally imagine doing that and people thinking you're bizarre and crazy. And after years of doing this and holding on to this deal because you're going to die if you don't do it, someone's finally vibing with you and and actually believes what you're saying. Yeah. Or some of it, that's how she gained his trust. That was a commonality. For the first time in many years, he wasn't this tourist spectacle or magician to people buying into the hype of fake aliens. This was someone saying, nah, yo, what you're saying is real, and I know something, too. And then he says, I don't want to talk because people get... And you're like, oh, that's a big thing. And then, nope, Shooter shows up, says, all you had to do was not talk, and then start shooting. We find out the Shooter is Wyatt Long, uh, who is, I would say, part of that clique that we saw before. That oh, yeah, he's he part was. of that clique, but he, he wasn't. He, we, we haven't seen him, but, but I would think his, that he's... Did we hear his name? We've heard his, his name, possibly, as a person who's who's of interest in a lot of criminal activities. Yeah. So here, Wyatt Long is actually a shooter and starts shooting, puts Liz in a box, and then sets the box on fire. Didn't shoot her because he ran out of bullets because all he had was six six yep. shooter. I don't know why you would do that, ever bring... 
And then we get you know he used his. But then he did have he used his. Yeah, that's when the show got off the rail. It really it became like Die Hard. It really did. Like things are blowing up, burning up. That is not like it's derailing from what the show is. It's a supernatural kind of show, but now it's becoming action. Like it became like an action sequence. I thought the action was great, especially when (laughs) Max shows up. Max shows up, figures out like, hey, Isabel uses Isabel's connection, shows up, and then it becomes the shootout at the OK Corral between. Wyatt Long and, and, Ma- I, and they both get hit. And I like that part because when she was in the box, I was assuming that Max was going to come rip the box. Rip, no, the fact she, she got gets out, out on, her, on own. her own. And then what I liked is Strong. we saw Michael pass the gat to Max. And what I was thinking in my head, Max, don't be using your superpowers. Don't blow her cover. You got to fight this battle as a human. And, and that's why I think Max really loves Liz. He fought vulnerably as a human yeah. and got into a gunfight. I didn't expect that as a viewer. Great writing. It was. It was fun. Then Max gets up, leaves the hospital, which I don't even think you're allowed to do when you're shot like that. But he leaves the hospital, checks himself out, and has Liz come over and help. And then the boom, the clicker. Love makes you do crazy things. And Liz realizes he's he's not talking about her. He's talking about someone he loves. That's Isabel. And puts two plus 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 two together and makes 20 herself and finds out and recognizes that Isabel did it. And that's the big reveal shocking none of us were shocked what was shocking uh also not shocking is that max didn't let michael turn himself in so there was no big confession even though that was the big reveal at the end which i was happy the last one so we know that michael's not not the one who did it and it is a very happy thing so i i was glad and thought this episode went really well let's find out how well it went in the special segment the scene that stuck out to you the most that you wish was longer george I actually enjoyed the dialogue between Kyle and Alex, and I wanted to hear a little more. They alluded to different parts of their childhood. I wanted to hear a little more about the relationship between their fathers through the lenses of the kids. Strong. So I wish I learned more about Alex's father, which is a big mystery still, and Mm. more about uh, Kyle's father. Because we and we don't even seen... know why they're they're friends. Like yeah. I thought they hated each exactly. other. Exactly. One's dead, and sure. one only comes. And when we see the the colors of his character, it's only on his mission He's to investigate. Yeah, Jim, stretch it out. Stretch out the scene where he uncovers that alien object thing. The metal. It was just blown off. It literally was just like, oh, he uncovered something. Bam! Next scene. That is a big discovery right there. That's going to lead to things down the road for him to just find it in literally ten seconds and discover it. And bam! Cut away. The whole process of finding it and then staying on it, you know, having him explore and look at it. Just give me more of that instead of cutting it out right away. Well, I think that was the big reveal. So we have to find out more about it next episode. I would have stretched out the Max and Liz interaction. I felt that they finally had their moment. And what was cut short was the love was cut so short by the reveal of Isabel being the one who possibly or most likely killed Rosa. We don't know. We'll find out so much more in episode six. Let's get into some predictions. Let's start with my left, Jim. Predictions. Prediction. Aliens are coming and extra aliens coming. So we will see a new alien probably be the the cause of all of this. And just no more Rosa stuff. Let's put this to bed. Well, I don't think that's a prediction. I think that's a wish. George? It is a wish. Predictions. Isabel's going to finally feel cornered by it all and have a why not moment. And she's going to go back and tell Noah what's really going on. Because the cat's out the bag. I do think it's going to hold true that Isabel, in fact, did kill Rosa. 
And I do not think that there's another alien. I think it stops here and our answers are within our three musketeers. I think there are a lot more aliens. Not a lot, but enough that it makes you question how many aliens are out there. And I think we get a season two. Hopefully we'll find out. But we will find out so much more. Where can people find you if you want to get found? George. Find me at Mr. George Corey Teron. Spell the last name, please. That's K-H-O-U-R-I. And Jim. Find me at the Jim Alexander and realtalker.com. That's because he is the Jim Alexander and I am Tehran, literally at I am Tehran all across the board. That's I A M T E H R A N. Find me on a slew of other AfterBuzz ho- panels, hosting and paneling and doing all the fun stuff. Find me in the comments below and find me at the Laugh Factory every Monday and Thursday, 10 p.m. Thanks to Steph Sabra. Thanks to everyone on the chat. And thank you to all of you at AfterBuzz. We will see you the same Roswell time, same Roswell channel. We're off next week, but we'll be back Tuesday, February 26th. Have a great night. Thank you. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.